What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Leader Swift Podcast. My name is Matt Swifty Perry. I'm so excited for today. I have my friend Josh Pancher. Josh is a campus pastor at Faith Family Church, their Fairlawn campus. He is also the conference director for Love is Red Conference, which is one of the biggest and I think just most impactful youth conferences across America. So Josh is an incredible leader, just trains up leaders, has been faithfully doing that at Faith Family Church for the last 13 years on staff. And he's just an incredible leader and has got such a great word for us today. Um, I'm so excited. We're going to jump straight in to our episode with Josh Pancher. What is up, everybody? I'm with my friend Josh Pancher. Josh, how's it going today? Great. How are you, Matt? Man, I'm good. Sitting in Southern California, uh, my favorite place. It's always good to be back home. I haven't been in a while. But how are things in Ohio? Man, things are things are great here in Ohio. I think you're probably experiencing a little bit better weather than I am. But yeah, it's like seventy. That's okay. The right sun's now. shining here. <laughs> sun's shining here, so I can't complain too much. No snow yet for you, though, right? No snow. Thankfully, thankfully, we have a couple months to uh, pray and prepare for that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your leadership journey so people can get to know you a little bit? Yeah. So my leadership journey, I've been a product of the local church that I grew up in. So my leadership journey started back in high school. My youth pastor at the time uh, created a student leadership program. And so I did that all through high school. And he went through a lot of like John Maxwell stuff and different things like that. So I found myself my first year or two of college just diving into anything John Maxwell that I could listen to or read and then kind of started to feel the call of God in my life to be a pastor. Went out to Bible school in Oklahoma for two years, came back um, to serve in the church. And what that looked like is I came on staff, been on staff at the same church for 13 years, been in the same church for about 33 years, started in housekeeping, then did junior high ministry for a couple of years, then did uh, transitioned and did college ministry for a couple of years, then did college and high school, then a couple of years later oversaw all generational. And currently my wife and I are uh, leading the first campus ever launched out of our church. And so we're having a good time with that. We also lead uh, the conferences. I lead Love is Red, which is a youth young adult conference. And uh, she helps lead our women's conference. So we're kind of the campus and conference family uh, right now. But we're having fun just building the church. And so my life, honestly, my leadership is a product of just being planted in the house and kind of growing up in the soil of a, of a local church. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things I love so much about you and your church. When I got to come hang out with you guys at Love is Red, which was amazing, by the way. If you're a student pastor, you need to get to Love is Red. Um, but when I spent time just talking to people on staff, I was like, Hey, how long have you been here? Oh, 10 years. Oh, 13 years. And it was mind blowing because in a culture where we see so much movement, I'm on staff at this church. I'm on staff at this church. Um, you guys have been so faithful and planted in the house. It's so encouraging. Yeah, man, we've been blessed with, I have the best senior pastors. I know that everybody's biased and says that, but I truly believe like Pastor Mike and Barb Caminetti at, here at Faith Family Church are uh, some of the best pastors. So humble, so unassuming, and just 
uh, great leaders and just people that you want to follow because they live it, you know, behind the scenes, the closer you get, you know, some leaders, the closer you get, the more you're kind of like, oh man, there are some things I wish I didn't know. The closer you get to them, the more you're like, wow, they're, they're leaders worth following. And so, so I love that. I think too few people actually stay planted long enough to actually get the benefits of being in the soil of a local church. So something I'm passionate about is helping like people young and old be a part of planting and building within the local church and being about building people and building the kingdom and, and all of that. I think it all happens through the local church. Wow, that's so good. Um, well, you teach a lot of leadership and especially at Love is Red. I loved hearing kind of your like breakout sessions and stuff where where you're just so passionate about helping people be the leaders God's designed them to be. Um, and I know we've had so many conversations on the phone and got to talk about leadership or at uh, the worst Buffalo Wild Wings I've ever been to talking about <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, you talk to so many leaders. What's like a practical leadership tip that you have to really help leaders uh, be the leaders God's called them to be? Yeah, that was a horrible experience at, at B-Dubs. I'm sorry about that. I hadn't been there in about five years, and that was absolutely awful. But yeah, a leadership uh, thought, something practical, is just having a spirit of humility. I, I think that's so important for us as leaders to just have have humility. And I, I love the quote, humility doesn't mean uh, thinking less of yourself. It simply means thinking of yourself less. Just having that heart that just wants to put other people at the forefront, just serve other people. In fact, I believe when you have a spirit of humility, it's going to lead to a serve first mentality. You're going to want to serve others. You're going to have a vested interest in others, and you're going to really invest in others to help them succeed. And I think along with that, one of the things I said about my senior pastors, and I think they emulate this so well, is just being unassuming. Um, Just never assuming that you're the smartest person in the room. Um, and if you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. And also understanding that the best ideas don't come from you. Uh, the best ideas, I, I'm a part of a great team. The best ideas for our conference, the best ideas for everything that I lead are never mine. It's my job to set people up in a place where they feel empowered, where they feel like they can run in their lanes. And then we as a whole can be successful because everybody's gift is, is recognized and they're appreciated, and they know that, man, like, I can actually thrive in this place because I'm not under a leader that stunts my growth. I've seen more leaders think that they have to have all the answers, and it's almost like a pride and security thing where they think they have to have all the answers, they think they have to have all the ideas, and they think it's their team's job to carry it out. No, it's my job to put people in the right position to succeed, and if I come in with the heart that it's people's job to serve me and what I'm trying to build, then I've gotten it all wrong. I think that Jesus modeled this so well uh, throughout the New Testament. It says, put on the same mind or attitude that Jesus had, who thought of himself as nothing, became nothing for us. Um, and, and I think that's amazing. He put on, a, put on an attitude of humility, put on a heart of humility. We see that all throughout the Bible. The Bible says, be clothed with humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I need his grace to lead every day. And so I know that I need to put on a spirit of humility. I think that'll make you a leader worth following, a leader that people want to follow, and uh, a leader that people enjoy the journey and they don't endure the journey while following. That's so good. And we live in such an interesting culture where it's about building your brand and, yeah. and building your thing. 
in a culture where it's so focused on self, self care, um, self this, self like building your brand, like I got to grow my following, all these things. What does it look like? Do I just need to delete my social media? Like, what does it practically look like to put on humility in a culture all about self? Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. I, I don't have all the answers to that, but what I do personally is I ask myself with social media, why am I posting this? Because I think you do see a lot of posts that are self-promotion. And I think one way to balance that, one way to balance that, that wanting to put yourself up on a pedestal and, and, you know, at the expense of putting others, lifting others up is to celebrate others, to actively celebrate others to not just celebrate your successes. It's great when you succeed and people that follow you on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, whatever they follow you on, they want to see you succeed. They're your friends. So posting about yourself. It's not, I don't think it's bad. I think you always have to ask yourself what your motives are, but give other people equal time. And if you're a student pastor or you're uh, you know, second chair leader, I want to know what church you go to. I want to see like, what soil are you a part of? I don't just want to see what you and your ministry, uh, your platform, what you're doing, but what are you a part of that's bigger than you? And I think we always have to fight that. And I think people have come with absolutes, like never post about yourself. And I've probably fallen into that trap at times where I'm like, never post about yourself, never do those things. And I'm probably on the cautious side of not doing that personally. But I think before I would have said, hey, nobody should do that. I don't necessarily think that. I think you just always have to check your motives and know like, man, why am I posting this? Am I posting this because I want to be, uh, I want to I lift myself up. I want to exalt myself. I want to make my platform bigger because I don't know that that was ever the motive behind Jesus' ministry. In fact, I'm pretty certain it wasn't. And the Bible tells us, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll exalt you in due time. So I think it all comes down to, I can't see everybody like what their motive is, but you know your motives, right? You know what's going on on the inside of you that's causing you to do the different things that you're doing. I'd encourage you to just be true about that before God and with yourself and make adjustments as you need to. That's so good. That's so good. Actually, on Tuesday, I posted this graphic on my story and it was all about um, like helping, it, it, it costs $0 to, uh, post about, um, a friend or it costs $0 to support your friend's business, um, by posting about it and things like that. And I was so challenged Tuesday. I just spent like an hour, hour and a half posting about different friends and people like, we're just like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And I was like, I want to do this weekly. Like this needs to be like a weekly thing. I'm just going to highlight a different friend in that that actually helped my heart, right? Like it, yeah. it actually helps our heart to give and that's just posting and it's, it's free and it's easy and it's not this big giving thing, but it's a lot of fun when you yeah. watch your friends win and you're, you're keeping the spotlight on other people and not yourself. It actually, it, it helps your heart. Um, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it comes to, to that too, like knowing your, knowing your heart. I think things like that do help your heart. But I think also, like you mentioned, we do live in a culture that's all about building a brand. And I, I think we have to constantly manage that tension of, am I trying to build my brand or am I, am I trying to help people and further the gospel? And so the fact is like with a lot of preachers, like, like you and I have the opportunity to speak occasionally and do those things. 
I think God has anointed us to do that. There's an anointing there to do that. So there are some things that God gives us to say to people that we feel like can be helpful. And so you may want to repost that or whatever, but you have to constantly ask yourself, why am I reposting this? Is it for, is it for the likes or is it really because I want to, want to help people? Is it because I want to build my brand or is it truly because I feel like God gave me this word and I feel like it could absolutely transform someone's life if they hear it? And I, I think there's a difference between those two things. And we live in a culture that's obsessed with building brands and making themselves great. But here's the way that I've always kind of framed it and thought of it. If I build it and I fight my way through doors and kick doors down, um, I have to sustain it. But if, if God builds it, if he opens the doors for me, he'll open doors that no man can shut and he'll sustain it. If I open the door, I have to, I have to sustain whatever I build for myself. But if God builds me up, if he raises me up, he'll sustain it through his grace. And I think some leaders get caught up in trying to build something through grind instead of uh, building something through grace, which looks like a much, a much different approach because it comes down to me just having a right heart before God, doing what he's called me to do, constantly being in control of leading myself, my motives, my heart space, and not worrying about all of the other stuff. Uh, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom and, and all of these things. What things? The things the world is so consumed with, the things that the world is trying to gain for itself, all those things will be added. I don't have to worry about that. I'm just responsible for how I seek first the kingdom of, of God and his way of doing and being right. He'll add all of the things that the world chases after so hard. And so that's what, honestly, I try to remind myself of. And I know I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. But we all have an opportunity to continually allow God to search us and continually keep keep making those adjustments to keep a right heart before God. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Thanks so much, uh, Josh, for coming on. You're such a great leader. Again, I love learning and following you. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on social media where you absolutely do not post about yourself? <laughs> so uh, my, my social media handle is at Josh Pancher, and uh, you can find me there. You can also find our conference, Love is Red, at, at LIRConf. Um, and so we'd encourage you to go ahead and follow Follow the conference, follow what we're doing. We post some content on YouTube and things like that that could be could be helpful to you. So, Matt, thank you for having me, man. It was an honor to be on and uh, love you, love what you're doing. Believe in you as a leader. Man, you've been such a blessing to my life. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Josh.